all the reform all the activism everything that i was doing at that time yeah um i think it was all focused outside mm-hmm. the torch light was outside and i think yoga says shine the torch light within nam shiva salam khushamdeen namaskaram dosto welcome to a fourth episode of a livelihood podcast with me your host rajat bafna on this show we explore stories myths and folk tales from the land of common people who took the plunge to discover their swadharma and switch to more meaningful and lively career options in their life most men and women would feel insulted if it were proposed to employ them in throwing stones over a wall and then in throwing them back and forth again merely that they might earn their wages through this but many are no more worthily employed clearly the most unfortunate people are those who must do the same thing over and over and over again every minute or perhaps 22 to the minute and expect a different result they deserve the shortest hours and the highest pace are you also wondering why do we need to shift from deadlyhoods to livelihoods what is the purpose of human life are we here to exploit ourselves and the planet it is said deep within each of us lies a powerful medicine and if we are able to connect to it we are able to manifest it this conversation with our special guest will inspire you to explore livelihood and work that allows healing for the self and the planet we will call our ancestors and the earth to support us in this healing process so ఇంటిగ్రేటెడ్ to her personal practice therapy and group sessions she has recently started integrating chanting and working with sound to her personal practice and therapy sessions she also work with alternative and meaningful educational processes and loves teaching children writing poetry in the great outdoors it's such a great delight to welcome you please welcome and share your story with all the livelihood seekers welcome priya nagesh thank you rajat namaskaram and i will add vanakkam as well vanakkam <laughs> from tamil nadu so yes rajat we can begin by you sharing three beautiful things about yourself hmm three beautiful things about myself would be okay right now what's coming up for me is one beautiful thing is this arunachala mountain which is in front of me i live in tiruvannamalai and uh, the mountain here is supposed to be shiva himself sitting wow so i really consider myself um absolutely lucky and blessed that i am here um uh, in front of this mountain i i savor and cherish and give thanks for every moment of this mm-hmm. that's um, that's one 
Actually, if you ask me like this, I can't even say three beautiful things. I'll have to say lots of things now. <laughs> Because so many things are now coming up. So many things. The other, of course. Uh, uh, anyway, so I will, I will sort of keep it short. So I think the other thing is the gift of, uh, the gift of my family mm. uh, itself. And my family is a really extended family, I would say. My, starting from my biological family to my daughter to... to to so many friends who have become family they've all uh, they've all sort of added to me um, being who i am so i find uh, also my therapy students i think they are also all part of my extended family today so uh, each of them in so many ways uh, helped me learn helped me challenge myself and i go deeper uh, and so that's that's another thing that i can think of that's very beautiful in my life and uh, about me also and um, and the other beautiful thing i think is my is my own practice of yoga really uh, because that's uh, more than anything else that helps me uh, find the beauty of uh, life itself so yeah that's, that's yeah those are three things i can i can go on actually you know <laughs> i'm just discovering but yeah, yeah. that's it for now moving on uh, can you share little about yourself and the work that you are currently engaged with okay about myself um, well yeah some of it you've already said i live in tirunelveli i'm a yoga therapist and teacher yes uh, and practitioner first actually <laughs> i would i should say and uh, i think it's been a very long journey uh, long journey coming here and uh, i think the uh, journey is still long uh, where you know i'm going so that's uh, and this journey has taken me through uh, through many realms of work starting from when i i think left uh, left college i didn't leave college i i really literally ran out of college <laughs> saying this is not for me uh, i i just waited at the gates and then when the gates opened i ran out it was like that for me Wow. So <laughs> I ran out of college, and uh, yeah, since then it's been a very interesting journey of going through this, going through social sector work, development sector work here, um, largely in Tamil Nadu, but also across India a little bit, mm-hmm. and and then getting disillusioned with that, and then uh, getting into yoga work. Uh, actually, not me getting into yoga work; it found me. more than i found it actually it mm. found me really this path found me the teachers found me um and uh, um yeah and then uh, since then finding myself more and more through this practice of yoga and yoga therapy mm. Mm. and today going back to uh, uh, in some ways going back to many of the things that i left on the wayside uh like uh, <clears throat> like gandhian thought like uh, uh, you know indic uh, indic systems of knowledge those are all things i started out with actually mm-hmm. my work in the social sector mm-hmm. before i got disillusioned disillusioned this illusion left and uh, now i'm sort of through the yoga and finding them all back again you know sort of in an inside out way mm-hmm. and yeah here i am here i am that's it 
that's like little about me i mean i don't know i think i'm going really like i'm trying to traverse a very vast sort of canvas work mm-hmm. but um, yeah that's a little about me i'm i'm, I'm hoping that answers uh, what mm. you were asking can you also share about mm. what education you had and what made you did you really liked it and if not then ah. made you walk up <laughs> from the college yeah so i uh, i think i i really i went into college because i wanted to uh, i really loved um, english lit- i still love english literature mm-hmm. i think english as a language uh, the the literature part of it and the poetry and all of that i really love that and uh, i went into college saying look i don't know what i want to do but i really love this language let me just do some english literature that's how i went into college but i when i went in i think i i really encountered for me at least it was a jungle mm. and uh, and a system which uh, where i just didn't fit in the only time i liked college was when i was out of the classrooms out on the grounds uh, during ncc mm. and running and things like that and uh, then two semester three semesters down i said okay i think i really want to get out of college and uh in in the words of i think many of my friends and family at that time bum around sorry for using that word or a, uh, yeah or a public forum but yeah that's that's what some of them told me you just want to you know stay doing nothing but that's that's i got out of college saying this is not for me i just ran out literally i didn't know what was the next step i just simply took that took a leap of faith i think uh though looking back now it was not a leap of faith it was more uh, i don't know just jumping out into the unknown or something like that i don't know what it was it was really jumping out i just walked through and i went home and then i told people at home that look i'm not going back into college tomorrow mm. this is not for me mm. and i really questioned the whole lot of the way the pedagogy was organized of the the way the classrooms were the everything i questioned a whole lot of that and that's when my i think my my search for um i think indianness and what is india what is education all of that started around that what is really work then and uh, all of that started at that time and uh, um actually going back even further uh, it didn't start at the time i think the seeds were already there because my family constantly uh uh were talking about social work this was always an environment of being very alive to what is happening in the country and the world mm-hmm. and uh, because my family was part of the freedom struggle wow. and somehow i think this uh, uh, and there was a very uh, traditional part also the indic traditions were also very strong in the family so i think my father was in the army mm-hmm. although of course i questioned the army and all that but but uh, but there was this feeling of something for the country you know mm. so all that was already there i think so then when i when i jumped out of college i said what's all this then that's how some of those questions started and the search started for me at that point and uh, yeah so at that time i think then my education took on a completely different route where i said i want to build my own uh, learning process you know i want to figure out my own learning process and at that time who helped me was this organization called samanvaya mm-hmm. there is social change organization they really gave me the 
the space and the freedom and the opportunities all of that to really um i think discover my own learning process and uh, and through that i went into ayurveda i went to indian system of management and and um, uh, rural india and gandhian thought of course hind swaraj was the biggest gift that uh, i think samanya gave me uh this is a seminal text that gandhi ji had written and worked on on the basis of i think and uh, i explored a whole lot during that time when i when i left college and uh, i did a lot of nature related work also trekking organizing treks uh things like that so that was a very um, really exploratory and beautiful part of the journey really it was a search but it was a very beautiful lot of struggle lot of struggle of course so i lost all my friends from school oh. i lost everybody because all of them were on this path of uh, uh you know engineers mm-hmm. uh going into engineering going into all the all of that a lot of things so they were all very successful um, going off into a uh, lot of them went to the states all that i was i was one of the very i was probably the one person in my entire batch who was not doing all those things mm-hmm. um, i lost all my friends except one at that mm-hmm. time and uh, yeah then that's been the journey wow it's like my word for speaking <laughs> because i could resonate with each and every sentence that you spoke um i wow. i come from okay. a small town from karnataka ballari and like everyone okay. had an aspiration to go to the big cities and um, i went to bangalore yeah. and uh, i was lucky got good grades in my 12th grade and got admitted to one of the top universities of karnataka called christ and uh, wow. wow yeah and i was pursuing journalism uh, in christ and in my fifth semester i happened to read this book hin swaraj what a beautiful point oh wow <laughs> yes yes and started questioning the whole education system and the way the gandhi spoke about nayi taleem in the book everything was mm. very simply said but also very radical and uh, yes yeah i also did a, a small campaign outside my college called healing from diploma degree disease and uh, oh wow i started this campaign called christ university take back your degree and give me my 3 years of refund and um, we fall like in any of the indian tradition we have this thing called vimukta shiksha vidya se vimukti um Yeah, yeah yeah I'm aware of aware of this oh you are also a swaraj coach you are also one of the coaches yes yeah? yes so that happened after oh, my, okay. after i quit my college after i walked out of college okay. and i started okay. traveling from through different parts of india and i have been parcel friend okay. i said i can design my own syllabus i can design my own curriculum and wah Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm still in that. Okay, that's a lot. Where uh, facing a lot of struggles and a lot of my friends, uh, I've started losing many friends of mine. And uh, but I'm slowly building new, opening my opening myself to the many different streams. Oh, yeah. Could connect to each and every sentence that you said. Oh. so i have something to tell you huh, from where i am today yeah. 
many of those friends many of the people who left me then uh some of them are coming back now <laughs> after 20 years 21 years 20 uh, years 21 22 years i am finding some of those people back now asking me what i am doing <laughs> and coming and learning learning yoga therapy coming for yoga therapy sessions with me yeah so <laughs> i find that very interesting <laughs> yeah okay moving on um curious to know what are the real teachings of yoga which goes beyond the physical poses and how can this lead us to a healthier future oh wow okay that's a big question yeah what are the real teachings of yoga huh? yeah because generally um, assumed about the poses and different postures yeah yeah so i okay i can again tell you this i think just from my own um, life and experience because i think the real, the real teachings of yoga um uh there are many <laughs> uh, for me uh, the one thing has been that uh it has really uh, and many people will say many things uh, many teachers will say many things and i think all of these <laughs> many of them will be valid um for me the uh the path of yoga really started and continues to be uh continues to start with my practice and experience huh? mm-hmm. what i can truly experience and feel um much more than uh, theory or what is given you know mm-hmm. um although that is there although that is there because uh, yoga does say that there is something called agama which is there is something called a tradition or what we get from trusted sources of the tradition <laughs> and yet what can really be sustainable and for the future is what uh, i discover for myself from within me oh. hmm? <laughs> so and uh, this for me has been for me has been the biggest truth of the path of yoga because i i also think it's because of where i come from which is i came i was very disillusioned when i came into the path of yoga where i because i felt like what i was doing until then had only been just spewing theory hmm? and saying uh, 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 and uh, just talking about a lot of things but not really practicing for myself within within me you know looking at what does all this mean for me inside me all the reform all the activism everything that i was doing at that time yeah um i think it was all focused outside <laughs> the torchlight was outside and i think yoga says shine the torchlight within turn it within wow that's that's i think the one of the key things you know of yoga mm. of this path mm. and it forced me to do that through my teacher oh she is one of my other gifts lakshmi ranganathan uh, she is a direct disciple of uh, shri krishnamacharya in whose tradition of uh, uh, yoga i am in mm-hmm. uh, and she she really found me huh? she found me and she uh in a sense she hounded me quote and quote <laughs> she had faith in me before i had faith in myself and that's also another learning of yoga yoga really the next step yoga shows you just have to have the shraddha or the faith and be in it mm-hmm. and uh, and that's that's the other thing because she found me and she said and the only thing she ever asked me in those first 6 years of my very 
very hard practice with her was did you do your practice today that was her only one question that she asked so she was really the antithesis and the exact thing that i needed at that time because coming from a you know from a point of theory fully mm-hmm. she said practice 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 and i think today my life is about practice and process so what what this shining the torchlight within and practice also does i think for one is uh it it removes conclusions and knowns you know mm-hmm. i can't know i have to be in the here and now and the practice will show me the next step and at any point i cannot conclusively so know that say that i know what's going to come mm-hmm. i don't know actually i don't know anything so that's one of the first things that the i think that the practice that actual praxis will teach us that i really i don't know yeah i can only do with full shraddha what i have to do now what is there in front of me to do right now and something like this and what is practice for you what is practice for me is it only practice about practice for me is uh, attention ha ah, yes that was the other question you were ask, asking me whether it's all about the physical yes the 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 practice is about attention yeah ultimately i think it comes to um where am i holding my attention mm-hmm. and that will come to in 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 terms of gross gross practice i think it will come to breath also um how is my breath watching my breath and that leading me to where is my attention really how am i holding my attention mm, that, that ultimately is the practice mm-hmm. uh what happens is why is it that uh, yoga becomes a very uh, physical practice today is it's it's a very strange uh, uh, i think problem that we are in today because it's also a problem of a um, western paradigm it's not from point of view of um, criticism or a judgment like that mm-hmm. but i think there is a paradigm which looks at um which which looks at this body and which looks at it from a very physical point of view and what this body can consume mm-hmm. uh and i think uh however when yoga looks at the body mm-hmm. it looks at the th- there is actually no difference between the body and the mind in yoga different aspects of the same being yeah they are just manifestations different manifestations of the same being Mm. uh and uh, and hence uh, and hence point yes can become the body like when i say yoga therapy it starts with the body you know because i had this question asked of me you're saying no no it's not all about the body it's not physical uh, mm-hmm. we we go within and things like that you know but then what mm-hmm. you're doing is you're doing yoga therapy so much you work with you know people's uh, and the, and the yoga therapy is a very very uh, it can be a very physical aspect of the being no because people come with diabetes people come with uh, uh, blood pressure obesity all these kind of uh, just just neck pain freeze frozen shoulder uh, lower back mm. which is the largest sort of thing uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, all all of the varicose veins all of these things you know very physical things mm. um, and yet these physical things are uh, uh, they are indications of uh misalignment really and this hyphen ease you know they are they are 
indications of disease at a at a deeper level mm, so what mm. of yoga can do is it can take you from the body but slowly and steadily it takes one further and further inside where you find the deeper causes of these symptoms that are on the outside so all of the bodily symptoms and how even one's body is and how one is structured all of that uh, really become the outward symptoms or manifestations of what is within really and mm. if, if i come from that position i can use the body slowly to go within and hence in this way for me the body is also does not become something that uh, you know that i disregard it's not something to be disregarded i won't agree with that at all i won't agree uh, sometimes when people say okay the body is nothing you know i won't say that that's not what i'm saying mm. what i am saying is that it, it is an indicator of something else uh, and the and the body is a very beautiful thing yeah i mean if you just look at all our sculptures and uh, everything yes. you know the body is a very beautiful thing it's it's uh, it is mm. what shows what is inside you know and mm. uh, yeah so everything has its place and uh, if we mm-hmm. understand that uh, in the journey i think and if we come from there and basically just shine the torch like within and give attention there yeah and then from there come out wow hmm. sure i feel like i'm giving too much of gyan so <laughs> <laughs> no 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 okay and how how do you see or um how can this lead us to a healthy future how can this lead us to a healthy wow ayo that's a very big question yeah um i think one of some of the questions to ask in that would be um healthy future for whom okay uh, because mm. it's not just a healthy future for me no so one mm. of the mm. one of the things i think yoga has uh, mm, taught me or continues to teach me it's not really a point in time space i think it's a continuing work in progress uh, but it continues to teach me is that uh, i start with i as an individual and the individual is very important is at the epicenter of course but mm. uh, but that ripples out you know that ripples out and i'm starting to uh, see how much um, i am part of the collective and how much the future means future for the collective as well Mm. and the collective can mm. at so many different uh, levels no i'm remembering uh, gandhi ji's uh, concentric circles so it starts at the mm. end of, in circles it expands and goes out and goes out and you know further and further and further and uh, how how far can you go can you go up to the galaxy and further and uh, so yeah so one question is the future for all this and all this is interconnected uh, how much ever i may think that the future is for me and uh, and my actions could be based on just for myself as they have been so much in the past and they can continue to be now i'm no uh, i'm no saint or anything uh, mm-hmm. and, and yet uh, and yet i also begin to see sometimes see glimpses that my actions uh, also uh, um, have consequences for the collective no so one is mm-hmm. so the future so 
actually even beginning to see this i think contributes to health yeah even just beginning mm-hmm. to see this and if more and more people see this and then actions come out of uh come out of something uh, of an uh, out of an attention of that sort i think that itself is the beginning of health really is one uh, is one thing that i'm coming up with just now as you're asking me you're asking very beautiful mm. questions huh? they're making me think so much <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. i'm also reflecting on it yeah yeah mm. cool um moving on um do you have any concerns about the widespread modification of yoga and the troubling ego expansion fueled by asana only practice asana only practice and the rise rise of this facebook yogis and whatsapp yogis <laughs> yeah yeah man i open instagram and i see <laughs> i'm very sorry but i see these simply clad <laughs> people you know doing a whole lot of these asanas and things like that and calling themselves yogi this yogi that uh, all that i i see all that of course and uh, mm. um i think it doesn't um, it it angers me and doesn't anger me uh, both uh, one mm. it angers me because i face this day in and day out you know when students come to me i think others also my colleagues also face this all the time there are sometimes we have conversations about this uh, the students come and say um, i want uh, i want to um, i want to reduce weight for example or uh, or they may say other things but many times it's based on uh, uh, this thing of uh, a certain certain way of looking uh, you know and certain way of being and dressing that's all completely uh, that that's there out there in the media no and uh, and that's what mm-hmm. people follow and that's what people want and they think that is health in fact it's connected to what you were saying also earlier what you were asking mm-hmm. so uh, and so people come with that uh and yet uh it's also where one is no at that point so mm. uh, so i i i i really have to start with that i have to start with that and then uh, and then slowly work uh, work work with examining giving attention it just goes back to attention yeah giving attention to uh, where where something like that is coming from where is that question coming from to want to say just simply reduce weight and look at numbers you know mm. and then it goes further and and uh, this whole observation and paying attention to the mind no it's very easy to do with asana practice uh, i'll tell you why because when we start with the mind it's very difficult actually because the mind is a uh, the, the 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 aspect of us which we call the mind you know which is which is a very cognitive rational analytical uh, sort of uh, part of us you know which is the one which is looking mm. at all these ads which is looking at everything calculating uh, uh looking at causes and effects and saying if i do this i i will get this and all that you know da 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 and uh, that's the, that's the mind that i'm trying to look at and the mind will turn back on us okay and really superly uh, trick us and we'll be thinking we are watching the mind but the mind will be giving us all kinds of uh, tricks it, it's a joker totally at one point mm. 
so how we can actually really practice stepping back and watching or paying attention is uh, through the body the body does not lie if i have a pain in my knee i have a pain in my knee okay if there is a burning mm-hmm. sensation in my mouth i have the burning sensation in my mouth okay if i'm feeling thirsty the body will tell me i'm feeling thirsty these are gross physical sensations that cannot lie okay so observing mm-hmm. them and paying attention to them uh, uh, becomes uh, is very easy and uh, and you start practicing paying attention actually through the body okay so that's mm-hmm. and then leading to pranayama where you are watching the breath and in fact the asana practice itself also can become like pranayama where you are watching the breath while doing the asana practice so 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 So, so basically, this is how uh, this is how we practice attention also through watching the breath, body, then then leading mm-hmm. to watching the breath, and then hopefully by the time we are doing all these things, we are also able to a little bit separate ourselves from this uh, from this calculating mind and say, okay, I can watch a little bit of these thought processes also that are happening. Where is this thought coming from? So going back to uh, what you were asking. so when somebody like that comes to me and says uh, says this uh, uh, i'll have to start with uh, uh, body then breath and then slowly get into okay where are these thought processes coming from where is the thought which is saying i want this perfect body coming from you know uh, mm-hmm. and the, the twist here is which is something i have realized more and more uh, of late is that it's not just about that person stepping back from their mind and watching her it's about me watching my mind when all this is happening actually that is the most important thing for me as a as a yoga therapist and teacher uh, the more i am able to the more i am able to step back and um, pay attention and watch my processes uh, the more i will actually facilitate and provide the environment for my student to do that so as the person and telling me hey i want this perfect body i have to be able to get in touch with that part of me possibly which wants a perfect body in other ways you know uh because i also want that mm. if i look I, i look in front of the mirror and they say oh my god there is this gap in the middle of my teeth yeah and then i'm going to stand there on that zoom video with this gap in my teeth i don't want this gap in my teeth you know <laughs> i i thinking that anyways yeah. i have to get in touch with that part of me uh and see what i'm doing mm. with that part of me or am i able to watch and yeah then i will be uh, somewhere i think maybe then it will help the other person um, get uh get to that part of themselves but i also realized that you were asking much more uh in a collective way i have again brought it back to attention and working mm. with oneself and all that i realized uh uh mm-hmm. yeah so i i, I actually um, don't uh, i am not able to look at or uh, i say this is a balance i think that one needs to have this is also a recurring question for me how is it that i can balance uh, mm-hmm. uh working with myself or working with uh, the student and myself individually as well as being out there and looking at the collective and looking at social action i think i am there at that point right now where i'm 
and i'm saying how do i balance these two is there a is there a balance or a sweet spot i can mm. find to 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 look at these two and hold these two together because it is so easy to either get into activism and go out there shine the torchlight out and completely look at mm. that and reform the other trying to reform the world out there or go into this process mm. where one is completely shining the torchlight within and then staying there and then looking at oneself looking at oneself looking at oneself and being there but it's a, it's a constant i think rotation or something like that where one goes in and then comes out mm-hmm. again and goes in and comes out again and uh, uh, there are both of these needs to be held together is what is coming up for me just now mm-hmm. you you did i did i even answer your question or i went away somewhere else completely no yeah um ah so you were asking me about you were asking me about this whole thing about uh, what do you think of all this instagram these these things on the outside looking at it physically all of that that's what you were asking yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so yeah this is where yeah. i might yeah, at at a i think at a, at a collective level lots of things are happening yeah the the covid has actually really changed a whole lot i think and uh, for a lot of people i actually see a very a very positive uh, uh, movement that's happening yeah a lot of people who have been coming and saying uh, um, who are who are looking at different things you know who are who are looking at okay where is all this going where is uh, why am i in this rat race so asking very different types of questions uh, the, the, i think the covid situation has really uh, pushed uh, a uh, large populations of people into asking deeper or more meaningful questions how is it that you know I, what i do can add more meaning to to my world and what is you know what is around me things like this resonating with that and uh, moving on um can you tell us what it truly means to be oh. yogi oh wow yogi i don't know actually uh, but maybe i can say what it means to be a yoga practitioner really and to be on that path of uh, to be on that path really of many yogis uh, who have traveled this path that i can say maybe is that uh, uh, yeah to be on that is it again just go back to the same thing yeah it will it will go back to being completely i think really being in the present you know being being um i think being completely aware or being completely present and being able to hold this moment in all its entirety and and for me mm. and for me this moment is not just an isolated this moment you know this moment mm. holds really is uh, it, it, it's it holds all of the past which has come into being this moment and it also holds it is pregnant absolutely pregnant with the all the possibilities of the future so in a sense it's connected to every moment that has gone before and it is also connected to every moment that is that's coming after and uh, so and hence i don't see that as being present in an isolated way in just now you know uh, and not being in touch otherwise or not being connected to other things it's not in an isolated way 
but it's in a very connected way mm. uh that one is completely present to to every <clears throat> everything that is there in this moment and being able to respond you know this that response uh, ability being able to respond with uh, uh with one's best with all that one is at this time to truly uh, what truly one is as a at this time mm. um the word that's coming up is also swadharma i think uh if i can completely yes. you know if i can be true to that be present and completely act out that uh that that would be really being on that path so yogi does not mean many times yogi people start thinking uh, i don't know some people may think that uh, uh, perhaps some people say that to me of going off into the hills or going somewhere and you know uh doing some uh, doing just tapas and being there uh it's not only that no uh some people would do mm. that but but some of our greatest warriors were yogis yeah um so mm. i think king janaka uh was a complete yogi so and he was also the king mm. and I, if you want to take from mythology <clears throat> and in many many ways for me uh gandhi ji was a absolute yogi for me and uh, mm. yeah so that way i think uh, yeah mm. uh, i i think it's yeah it's, uh, it's it's also yeah that's about it yeah i don't have anything to say on that hmm i'm also wondering uh, how did you pull the courage to switch to more meaningful career option in your life and where did you draw all motivation from hmm how do i find the courage actually i have not been courageous at all you know i have not been courageous at all so many times i have been i have been so fearful so many times i have actually sat in so much fear uh and yet uh i think uh, at some point there is there'll be some points where uh you just sort of uh work through the fear sometimes you just act despite fear you just bulldoze through it and you something else comes up you know a passion arises um uh, when you when you find really um, I, i think true love for yourself or what you're standing for or what is it that uh, i want to do uh when that arises that just beats through the beats through the fear and then maybe that, and then mm-hmm. maybe that is courage maybe that is courage uh when that beats through the fear so mm-hmm. it's also a process i think uh, of finding it again and again and uh, uh, yeah so so i think so at some level uh, courage also comes out of that that passion uh and uh, uh, that comes out of true love again for uh, of oneself and uh, and what is within so that's that's one thing that's coming up for me and uh, mm-hmm. so motivation what did you ask what was the other part of the question is it motivation for the current yeah where did you draw this motivation to switch to your swadharma or discover your swadharma actually uh, i think i for me the motivation has been just 
life itself yeah everybody everybody i i i see this uh, uh, i draw motivation i think that's one thing i have that's one of the that's i think that's truly a beautiful thing about me if you just ask me uh, i'm suddenly discovering <laughs> is that or, or just recognizing is mm-hmm. that i use just about everything for my learning and i use everything for uh, for finding that motivation and courage around me so life itself for me and every part of that life i think uh, is motivating for me whether i'm if i'm struggling and i'm failing where i have failed a lot i have failed a whole lot but if not for those failures and those struggles i wouldn't be where i am today i mean that sounds very cliche but i mm-hmm. i really feel that when i'm saying that mm, i wouldn't change i wouldn't change one bit of it i wouldn't change anything today i can say that even two years back one year back you asked me to change a whole lot of things but uh, right now sitting here and answering you i feel like wow i won't change any bit of my life all those mistakes horrendous mistakes that i've made uh everything they've all brought me where i am today uh so uh, so i find motivation from from just about everything yeah all people people everybody wow. that i meet ordinary people that i meet small things that they do so many books that i read so many things I, I, i just pick up energy from everything i think i just draw energy for myself from everything yeah okay i think i'm very greedy at shucks okay god okay wonderful world hmm um go on um how has your family responded to this of you i mean walking out of your college and uh, how have they responded uh, to you discovering what you really want to do uh, actually um actually it's been my my family as in my mother has been very supportive thank god for that uh, mm, mm. my 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 father died when i was very young so that uh, uh, so it was my mother who really brought us up and uh, in one sense she really stood as the um, what can i say the the sort of wall between us and the rest of the family yeah. i think she really protected us without wow. even knowing that she did that or me i i'm just now realizing it your your questions are so beautiful yeah. i'm just reflecting and telling you as i'm uh, these are not things i thought about so much now as i'm telling you i realized that she was really uh, i i always thought of her as such a passive person and uh, you know so soft and uh, like that so uh, you know not really being able to fight for herself and things mm-hmm. like that but today i feel like she without even knowing it she mm-hmm. really stood between the family relatives everybody you know and she took the brunt for me and my sister both of us really charted out our own paths you know neither of us have done anything uh, very conventional uh, as far as our families go, our family goes mm-hmm. and uh, uh but mm-hmm. yeah so i have had a very supportive mother that way and uh, and one supportive friend uh, everybody the, re- the the rest of them disappeared and uh, and then but over <laughs> time i think uh, and i was also quite a bit the angry young man type no earlier on so so i think i rebelled quite mm-hmm. a bit i i just uh, sort of shot out quite a bit i had my sword out most of the time 
you know slashing at everybody and things like that quite a bit but over time i think over time and age one mellows down no so i think it's a very natural process mm-hmm. and uh, Uh, now when i uh, uh, now people are uh, and as i mellow i find like the world around me is also mellowing down it's like that you know uh, and so many people uh, uh, everybody have come back and uh, i'm more and more finding my space you know in my milieu and in my communities uh, all of that and being able to give back and uh, being accepted as i accept myself more i think i'm also accepted in my community and uh, yeah that's been happening mm. so but for a very long time back there it was just me the my story was me fighting against the world yeah so even though my mother supported us and all that but mm. i saw myself fighting against her also so 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 it was it was me against the world <laughs> you know like that my, my sword out and something like that but uh, yeah so now that has mm. that has really mm, it's time that has mellowed down i guess it's it's a very natural process i think i know i'm not giving you points you know like seven seven steps those seven steps to to success and things like mm-hmm. that no it doesn't happen it doesn't happen each one of us really is in uh-huh. some ways alone in our journey it's a glorious alone we are in our, it's not a loneliness it's a glorious alone mm-hmm. that we can be in our journeys and yet very 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 uh, you know connected to the wow. other um I, i okay the one other thing because you want mm. these points i think uh, is uh, i think the point of uh, the the sweet point <laughs> between self effort and surrender also yeah that's where i am at really right now for me it's draupadi surrender yeah draupadi surrender to krishna mm-hmm. uh I, i that surrender and yet mm. there was self effort there also no it's not that she just surrendered without doing anything for herself Mm-hmm. she she did a whole lot and then she surrendered that was her self effort nobody else called out to him nobody else called out to krishna and said i'm here please do something she did her best and then she said look now i've done my best now it's you uh, i put it all to you and i think somewhere it's surrender to this uh, intelligence within uh, surrender to something much much higher than this limited form that we see ourselves in that could also be yoga you know that you were asking me about yogi yoga path of yoga what is it that could also be that ultimately that surrender mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> wow moving on um during your own journey of mm-hmm. discovering your swadharma or livelihood what were your own challenges and were you any time affected by self doubts anxieties mm. and fears yeah, at man. any time totally even totally self doubt was one of my what is no i cannot ever ever say i think was there will be some doubt that will come up and all that but today i am at a better location i think but uh, uh, and financial challenges are uh, is is one of the biggest things no when when one is beating out uh, out of the path and uh, not doing conventional stuff uh, in fact and trying to uh, you know yoga therapy yoga and all that even though today today yoga is a very very lucrative business you know quote and quote it has become a lucrative business out in the world uh, but 
but doing yes. yoga the way i think we do where i say i even say no to a lot of clients or or students uh when it continues to when they continue to come and ask me for pills you know like pills and say okay i want to reduce weight i want to do this give me give me this practice for this i can continue to say at some point say no i can't do this that's not uh, this is not uh, what uh, i do you know so like that so it can become very difficult and financially challenging and it was very challenging mm-hmm. uh, uh and yes uh, i was accosted quite a bit by by self doubt and that's when it can become lonely you know that's when it can become lonely when one is accosted by self doubt when one is accosted by all these challenges and stuff um and yet it is it is again this i think the path of yoga itself that step which shows the way hmm the next day i'll have the next day i'll have to roll out my mat wow. sit on that mm. mat and do my breathing yeah i have to get back to my practice that's all that's uh, that's all i had to do i'll say okay everything down mm. everything is not i don't know the way out i don't know what is to be done i have there were times when there was zero money uh, no project no savings zero money i remember when mm. we came to tiruvannamalai it was like that uh we burnt all our bridges when we came to tiruvannamalai mm. and uh, there were no projects nothing and uh, i don't know what and then you know what out of the blue uh, just somebody who came and said uh, hey i don't want an advance yeah my policy is not to take an advance just come and live in this house oh the keys are there if you come no you come into tiruvannamalai there is this in the street corner mm. one person who who will have the keys they will give it to you just go open and go inside like that so so mm-hmm. out of nowhere suddenly some help came you know and uh, and then we came and stayed in the, in the house and like that mm-hmm. uh, i think at every point uh, when i was accosted like that something it would be like either a, somebody else a call from somebody else or it would be uh, just my own practice and taking that one next breath and saying okay i'm just going to you know take this one breath now what is to be done at this point this moment coming back to that uh, or it would be suddenly some phone call uh, and then they say hey you know what there is this project and do you want to take this up out of the blue something will come up i yeah. i have at least had this yeah even though uh, and you know what if, with everybody saying uh, yoga with yoga therapy Uh, not money uh, not too much money is to be made out of yoga therapy and the way you are doing it you know i am not doing it those physical ways i for example my my friends keep on telling me uh, put yourself out you know uh, doing super yoga practices and all that on instagram uh, you know in fantastic ways perfect postures uh, like that and then i tell i turn around and tell them you know what even like a warrior pose if you do classic warrior pose if there are five different people doing classic warrior pose there will be five different versions of that classic warrior pose that you're doing if that is the case how can i put out my and i just mm. refuse to put out my my me doing any yoga pose there or something like that so so because of that uh, yeah there were there have been it has been continued uh, financial uh, dependence for me for the very longest time um mm. but today i'm at a place where i can very i i can so confidently tell you 
uh, that uh, the answers come yeah the answers come or the 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 i don't want to call it money i don't know what to call it it's abundance maybe it doesn't have to be money you know but it's abundance it's abundance of people abundance of opportunities abundance of uh, of just uh, well being uh, abundance of support uh, all different kinds of ways uh, that it comes from the outside when you find it within you for me that has been the case like if uh, the, the truth is in the last 4 months uh, it has been this yoga therapy work and this all the related yoga work which has given me the, the most amount of income than anything else i've ever done in my life yeah really i have done medical transcription i have done uh, some amount of some project writing report work all that my social sector work of course of more than 10 years that i did everything you won't believe it is this yoga work in the last 3 4 months which has given me i don't know what 10 times more yeah 10 15 times more than what i earned with all that yeah and uh, uh, the more i have been founding finding this abundance within me to give and then i just started giving classes giving things just hitting out there and uh, uh, talking to people and then uh, 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 people have just come from all over the place yeah uh, without me anybody for anything i have not sought mm. anybody out for opportunities or for anything you know i have just said i will do my work what is it what is it that i do best i will mm-hmm. do this and people have just started it has come and it is this yoga which has given me uh, uh, my most income really in some ways so i think financial uh, uh, financially or livelihood or a matter of livelihood also sw- sorts itself out uh, in a in the true path of swadharma i think finding one swadharma yeah i know sorry i'm not giving you mm. points you know but uh, <laughs> this is yeah, more than yeah. point because yeah. it's coming from the heart and uh, after each question sharing i'm my like the one which you shared about your mother and the drop of sharing you. gave me really goosebumps yeah, I'm, I'm and sure. um, <laughs> yeah. to connect to each one mm. um moving on i'm wondering how have you engaged with this anxieties and concerns about uh like you mentioned sometimes there were days when you didn't had any finance and um, about different kinds of anxieties and fears yeah. that you had in this journey so, of yours uh so the way i have responded to all these anxieties have been um have changed over the years you know and so i think that depends on where one is you know in their journey of life so uh again it is this uh, it's, it's the same point of shining the torchlight out or shining the torchlight within where i say at one point i think very early on uh but <laughs> even now i can do it of course is that uh, uh when that hits no i can i can completely uh, turn outward and distract myself and say oh my god where are, what is it that i can do now what is it that i can do now and look out completely i i did i even did that i think two months back for a for an issue when something happened and i didn't know what to do 
i completely started googling and saying okay this okay that okay that okay that this solution then this site is giving me this what and all i can do how and all can i add ideas to this you know something like that so that is the, that's something that i one can do and i have done that and i can still continue to do that of course many times uh, uh that also means reaching out uh, uh that also means for me many times uh, uh, uh calling up people immediately and saying uh, hey you know what i'm going through this what to do yeah what is it that i can do or reaching out to so many people in so many different ways you know uh is one shining the torchlight out but over the years i have also found myself many many times yeah. going inward and not uh, uh uh not running around like a headless chicken but say uh but say okay let me stop let me pause let me uh, give attention first to my breath then to my body what is it that i'm feeling now what are the sensations i'm picking up uh what is my breath telling me stop there pause and then say where are these thoughts coming from what is this thought of anxiety where is this anxiety coming from oh, okay like that and then going step by step sitting with it so it may sound like thinking a whole lot but it's not thinking it's really just staying i think in that discomfort zone you know so most of the times what happens is when the discomfort hits us when anxiety hits mm-hmm. us we are immediately trying to get out of it we are trying to get out of the anxiety mm-hmm. get out of that discomfort zone and then reaching out in through that mode and uh, as a dis- then that becomes a distraction for us but but if i can actually say i will stay mm. in this discomfort zone i will stay with the not knowing or i will stay with the fear or i will stay with the anxiety um something will come out that is paying attention and then something will come out of that you know something some solution from that from from a natural process will will just suddenly rise up by itself from a part of the mind which is not thinking which is not rational which is not thinking reasoning out logically there is a part of our mind which is uh, which is very much in touch with nature's processes and that part of the we have to allow that part of the mind to speak to us for that we have to be um, quiet and uh, be ready to i think that's the courage the courage is to be ready to stay um, in that uh, zone of discomfort and not uh, beat out immediately and distract ourselves with heading out for solutions that's that's the thing that's what uh, that's what i think i have done over the years i, I not that wow. i'm any saint yeah again i can still go back and uh, uh, something will happen my daughter will say something i'll get really angry and then i will uh, i'll go out and you know call a few people or you know and say this is happening that's happening what do i do with her all that can happen and then i'll then settle down and say okay god let god is this yeah i could really relate to that i mean having that courage to stay with that discomfort and able to learn to dance with that uncertainty or not knowing yes exactly hey dance is a beautiful word yeah dancing with that uncertainty Absolutely. yes hmm 
moving on uh, what were your most moving or craziest experience of your life so far or the aha moments of your life aha moments of my life suddenly if you ask me like this that is Oh, there have been many ah uh, i just keep uh, what kind of aha moments can you can you say more what is it that you're exactly asking insights for what anything that moments? anything when you really came alive it could be small thing anything in your recent years or in your struggle of finding your livelihood ah like that okay so mm yeah one i think one uh, very alive uh, thing was when my when my daughter came into my life you know mm-hmm. uh she continue when she came in and when she, she continues to be somebody who uh completely challenges me inspires me and uh, you know uh and you know, plays with me all of that so she con- she continues to be one factor which makes me come alive and have many many aha moments uh, children children i think are like that many yes children, children many times are like that they make us uh, uh, they really touch uh, make us touch deep parts of ourselves they are so honest sometimes in their questions mm-hmm. so so that's that's really one one thing for me <clears throat> and wow. uh, uh she is she is that one and then uh, uh one other moment was uh, uh that i'm remembering just now is uh, is the death of uh, one of our dogs mm. um, and, the, and the way she uh she waited and she called out uh she she waited for me to come to her you know and we both then uh, me and my husband we both were there with her and uh, she waited for me to come to her and then she looked when i looked into her eyes uh i knew that uh i knew that she was going to die the next moment you know i i just knew that that was going to be her last breath and yet her eyes were um so full of life so full of life and at that point uh, at that, that was a very uh, it was an electrifying point for me because i felt like uh, uh, i felt like uh, life and death are the same almost they are like a continuation of the same uh, and that that moment uh, actually that moment for me uh, continued you know into uh, into a sort of continued uh sort of an inquiry and uh a uh, conversation with myself about life and death itself uh after her death uh about death being a continuation of life and death really not being a cessation of something you know it's just it's just one form dissolving that's of the self dissolving or something like that uh it was it was a uh It was very experiential for me what i felt at that time about life and death when i saw her when i looked into her eyes mm-hmm. 
and then after that i read this book um what's that book called the uh the book of living and dying uh, the tibetan book of living and dying so oh. gyal rinpoche mm. uh and then a little bit after that i happened to read it came to me that book came to me uh for me it was not an aha moment it has been it was an aha year for me last year and this year uh, mm. and so that book came to me at a point uh, when i was really looking at these things life and death and uh, oh, i think all through then since then it has been like a mm, continuous uh, continuous deaths of different parts of me and continuous births of different parts of me that have happened uh, and i think it started with uh, uh, her death and uh, the way it felt when i looked it into her and that whole conversation about life and death that started happening for me um yeah that's that been like a major that was like a major thing conversation for me uh and uh, yeah one other which continues now i think and it started after that book got over uh, was the other book which is uh, women who run with the wolves women who uh, run with wolves yeah women who run women who run with the wolves okay clarissa clarissa estes clarissa pinkola estes i think okay. and that that was really to find the woman in me i think and mm. find the draupadi in me that has been the other aha really for me i think in my life um uh, it is it is really with finding the draupadi in me that i uh, i think i found a whole lot of my my swadharma in very, in very very deep deep ways and uh, it continues to be in sort of journey of um, <clears throat> insight mm does that is that sort of answering your question yes yes very much uh moving on uh, like seeing the current status quo of the country uh mm. i'm wondering what has yoga tradition teaches about the politics and um, and the essence of feminine leadership can reinvent the world yes so in fact yeah in fact i think uh, in some ways though everybody may not agree to this but i really think that gandhi's gandhi's leadership was in many ways uh, a coming together of uh, feminine and the masculine perhaps you know and mm. a lot of feminine leadership that he did display in many ways he was such a uh, he was such a healer no he was such a healer and uh, for me that 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 really comes from a uh, in some ways from a very feminine aspect of the self i feel and uh, 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 and i think yoga uh, yoga has that really to offer to the world in fact i was just i was just thinking about this yesterday as i was writing something that that india both india as well as the world today the the, the rapid changes that we are seeing and the realities of uh, you know uh, industrialization and globalization are are just globalization are just here to pass no we can we can see it all around us uh, and yes we can in some ways our realities are just so fragmented so fragmented um uh, like when you are when you are in the zoom call i just keep thinking i am on this the reality is i am on this zoom call with so many people 
who are not physically present with me and yet i'm there with them and then there are these people who are around me who are physically present with me like my daughter my dog and then the neighbors all of them are here and i'm not but i'm not with them actually mm. so that itself is like a fragment it's like a manifestation i think of that fragmentation that though it you know though though it is this technology which has provided us all this opportunity yes but but we have to agree that it is there is a fragmentation there you know so in such a scenario uh, i was i was actually thinking that it is this lens of yoga that is a in many ways that is a unifying lens you know uh, of of being able to uh, um, how to say this bring together different realities you know i think the word mm-hmm. I'm, I'm for is polar, polar polarity yeah polarization as well all of this is pushing us so much to taking stands and this end and that end no we are all the time in opposite ends and looking at each other from opposite ends and uh, and you know shaking all our weapons at each other and in very very and in very real ways today huh? this is the state of the world if we see in very real ways and then um, i think it is this lens of yoga and what it has to offer uh, is uh, is 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 really something that uh, that looks at this looks at a point uh, which can unify not not unify in a very mm, equal in a very sameness way not not like that but to mm-hmm. hold to hold diverse viewpoints together and to be able to dialogue with diverse viewpoints no and to arrive at shared common values uh Uh, i think the lens of yoga uh, offers that to us and not just to individual but it's it's they're very universal it it offers that i think to um to the world uh, in fact the, the organizations that we are working with uh, ritambra that i'm working with looks at all of this you know uh, and uh, uh, yeah this is what yoga has i think to offer and and also two individuals i think who can then uh move into collective action i think two individuals it really offers sort of spaces and lens in which they can look at uh reflective spaces in which they can look at themselves and say okay how 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 can i find my life more meaningful or uh and how is it that i can act in the world in meaningful ways um yeah that uh, that lend peace that that are sustainable that can hold this planet that is holding us you know in more with more responsibility and with more nourishment nourish this planet also i think the lens of yoga can can offer all this to us and more say i think uh, i think we call it uh, the word to use is sacred activism i think that's what mm. uh, we would call it yeah that's what yoga has i think to offer mm. not really yoga yeah. but practicing yoga and the path of yoga because mm. at some point at some point i think when we go on the path of yoga and for each one of us to find ourselves i think uh, and then to move out into collective actions we move we'll have to move beyond frameworks and theories you know so it doesn't help beyond a certain point to look at yoga also as then this it, it's not like a framework or something that is etched out there uh for forever and beyond and something like that because even for dialogue we need to be able to 
let go you know of everything that is known and to be able to step into the unknown and say okay what's there i have to be i have to be able to do that so i, I think yoga uh, it's a paradox but yoga offers that hmm fair enough and uh, yeah wondering what keeps you going and what gives you meaning and purpose to what you're doing what gives me what comes up right now is um, one big thing and one small thing is one sort of i i'm just putting the categories big and small but one big thing i think that i sort of carry or hold is what am i leaving for the future generations that mm-hmm. question really i think grips me because uh, uh, it 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 leaves me very Mm. i hold uh, that question is a very painful question for me and i hold that question with a lot of pain as well that uh, what am i leaving for the future generations of children um, just just looking at just if i step out and look at the amount of garbage out there that itself and the amount that i cannot uh, that cannot be decomposed and that cannot go back into nature so that question of what so and hence what can i do with all this what is it what are the beautiful things of life that i can leave for the for the future um that is a big question that keeps me that really keeps me going every day through wow. now, now yeah through through things that can pull me down you know personal limitations this that self doubt as you said all that can pull me down and then this question can patak suddenly have me getting up right out of bed and saying oh my god what am i doing today for this like that uh the other thing is at the same time the very the very very smallest and simplest joys of life that also can keep me going uh mm-hmm. just just waking up and then finding my daughter already awake and looking at me like that you know like her face she's lying next to me and her face is like a uh, few inches away from my face and she's staring into my face like that waiting for me to get up uh then, i don't know yeah coming out here and then looking at this mountain all in mm. in red and brown uh fresh out of after the rains uh, mm. yeah the 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 touch of my dog very soft underside of his belly all those all those very all those very simple things you know the small simple joys also keep me going yeah many times when i'm when i'm lost to the big question no when when the big question is not around for me these these very small things also anchor me very ordinary everyday small things also anchor me quite a bit wow mm-hmm. yeah right <laughs> last question okay is what is your proudest moment so far what is my proudest moment 
Wow. Or where you are celebrating your work. What? Celebrating my work, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I've been having many, many, many proud moments, yeah, in the last three, four months, which is mm-hmm. when, when my, when, uh, when a person, when a student, when another person that I'm working with, uh, he came back and she told me, hey, you know what? Yesterday I did this practice and I was able to touch, uh, I was able to touch this, this, uh, this part of me that I had, uh, that I had been holding uh, in so much anger. And uh, I suddenly touched this part. She told me that. And then, uh, yeah, things like that. So many people. And then another person who, as I was having the practice with this person, he was saying, and I was, I asked him a question and then he was reflecting on the question. And then he said, oh my God. And he touched that aha moment as I was talking, as we were talking with each other. And they said, wow, this is why I'm holding this pain in my back here now. And we breathed into it. Mm. He breathes and I was breathing right along with him and he breathed into it. And yeah, those are the, when, when the people I'm working with are able to touch deeper parts of themselves, I think those are my, uh, those are really my proudest moments. Yeah. Mm. And they're not my proud moments huh? for me because they're not me. That is the, that's the process working, mm. you know, process and the power and practice of all my teachers, which is working through me, this whole tradition, which is working through me. Uh, and then this process, I'm, I'm, I'm just this channel, which is channelizing all that. And then they are, and then they are doing something by themselves. So at one level for me, the proud, as I'm talking to you, I realize that the, uh, I feel really proud when, uh, when I know or feel completely, uh, experience in myself that I'm not doing this. It's not, it's not my proud moment, mm-hmm. you know? It's a, it's a moment that holds all these things and it's everybody's proud moment or something like that. So that's when, when I can feel that I'm feeling that as I'm talking to you. So when, when I feel that, that's, that's really the real proud moment. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Hmm. Anything that I meant asking you and also you have anything to say for the livelihood walkers or seekers who are about to begin their journey of discovering their Swadharma and for the in uh, yeah anyone who is looking for their career in yoga and uh, in other healing options you have anything to say to them through this podcast I would say follow your bliss yeah (laughs) Follow your heart. Follow your bliss. Really, follow your bliss. Mm-hmm. That that is really the path to finding one's swadharma. And uh, yeah, don't listen to anybody else. <laughs> I, after very hard experience, uh, uh, yeah, after a lot of falls, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of uh, thoker in this realm, I will say. Yeah, listen to yourself. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with such patience and love. 
really made me come alive <laughs> yeah man your questions made me come alive yeah thank you so much thank rajat you. your questions were very reflect very they really made me touch i had this aha moment about my mother huh? when i was talking yes. to you so yes so i i yeah your your questions were very beautiful questions thank, thank you, you.